Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the One Peace of Mind podcast. My name is Nico White. I am your host and let's get right to it. So I don't know if you guys can hear my world in the background. If you can, I apologize. I can't control car alarms. However, we're back. And since the last time I recorded an episode, um, the world has gone absolutely haywire, you know. So for this week's episode, I'm just going to jump right into my review for chapter 1021 One Piece titled Demonio, right? And I hope I said that correctly. So first of all, I just want to say chapter 1021, I liked a lot. First of all, we start off with a cover page of Frankie and Senor Pink at a bar and they're talking and they're crying, right? Everybody at the bar is crying. And of course it flashes back to, you know, well, it makes you flash back to the fight between Frankie and Senor Pink, one of the best fights out of Dress Rosa, where Frankie told Senor Pink like, yo, if we ever meet again, family, I'd like to hear the story about that woman named Russian. So shout out to Rye for making the fan request. That was really, really dope to see. So now when we open up the chapter, we pick up where we left off and it's Robin fighting Black Maria. And I got to say that like Black Maria really impressed me just because for a character, she's so brutal. You know what I mean? Like she's the head of the, I don't know what they call them here, like I guess they'd call it sex workers or whatever, but she's the head of that as far as that's concerned in Wano. And she's really, really sadistic and not, not in just the way that she fights, but even in the way that she talks. Because when we left off the last chapter, Robin, you know, she was tired of it. She was tired of it. She had made it clear that she was putting Black Maria down, right? And this is the battle chapter. So Black Maria is speaking to Robin just in that way of like, Oh, are you mad? Like, did something I say hit a nerve? And she's even taunting her because you can see in her in her speech bubbles, the little hearts at the end, where she's like, you know, that like that's quite a big size that you got to. And Robin's like, oh, you don't need to worry about that because it's all going to be over in a moment. And here's something else I want to point out is that Black Maria is very observant because she noticed that Robin's technique must be taking a lot of energy out of her. So, again... Very, very just battle savvy, right? Robin grabs on. And when she grabs Black Maria, we get a nice reminder of Robin's big weakness. And that's if you hurt her hands, if you hurt her appendages while they're in contact with you, you can hurt her. Whatever damage those hands take, Robin takes that same damage. Whatever she blooms, if it's hit, it hurts her, right? Black Maria strikes at one of the hands and says straight out, like, yo, do you think I'm just going to stand here and take this? And I won't hold you. I won't, like, I can't unnotice that line. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that Black Maria is the person that came out and said, don't, you don't think I'm just going to stand back and take it, do you? That was not an accident. Yeah. But, of course, she attacks Robin. And she attacks Robin really, really athletically. 
like Black Maria, you gotta remember, is like giant dog. She's I don't I can't say she's bigger than Kaido, but she's almost his size. She's jumping around on walls, it looks like, just slicing up the arms. And then she tells Robin, like, I don't know if you noticed, but there's also poison on my feet. And I can't remember if Robin got touched by the um poison or anything like that. But then we get to like page actually this is really early. It's like page four. And Black Maria ties Robin up. You know what I'm saying? She called it Mary, an attack called Marionette. Got a hold of Robin's arms and she puts on those brass knuckles and starts wailing on baby girls. So she starts wailing on baby girls. It's actually hard to read a little bit. So Black Maria points out like, yo, I'm a fighter. And I don't show mercy to anybody, even women. Which, that's just a great juxtaposition to Sanji and everything that Sanji stands for. And considering this fighting how it started, I just thought that was really nice, you know, symbolism. Oda's great. And Black Maria just starts landing these brutal punches on Giant Robin. And she's like, you know what? It's nice and satisfying to have a target that's this big to hit. So she does her thing. Robin's forced to dispel her move. And then she goes for another attack. And Black Maria, Black Maria sets up the flames to catch her arms. Binds Robin again. And now she starts talking shit to Robin. She's like, huh, you might want to call the skeleton over here. And this is when my favorite part of the chapter starts. Brooke says, Black Maria, you kept you keep saying idiotic shit. You know what I mean? You should you might you might not want to keep focusing on me. You might want to pay attention to the baby girl behind you. And we cut to this is why I knew it was gonna be fire. We cut to a flashback of the Revolutionary Army. Koala, Hack, and Sabo. And they're talking to Robin about how Robin's gonna need to learn more techniques if she's gonna, you know, if she's gonna protect herself, because people are gonna be trying to kill her. So Koala offers to teach her fishman karate, and Sabo offers to teach her the dragon fist claw, right? I I, I almost jumped out my seat when I heard this. And Robin took to learning what she needed to learn from each of them, the Dragon Claw and Fishman Karate, respectively. To put out the flames that Black Maria put up around her. And Black Maria did something also, and I can't believe I almost forgot this. She called back to O'Hara in the incident in O'Hara when she said to Robin, can a flower bloom in the sea of all these flames? If you remember back in O'Hara, Robin, the flower, the, <laughs> the light of the revolution, she did bloom amongst all those flames and she did it again here robin uses a move called gigantium and she hits uses her fishman karate to hit the ceiling and she uses the rubble to knock out all the flames right and black maria is already noticing like yo this is going to be bad right she's like no you put out all the flames the next two pages Pages 12 and 13 of One Piece chapter 1021 are absolutely horrific because we see a giant demon-like Robin grow out of the ground, right? And this thing grabs Black Maria and just... <laughs> snaps each and every last bone in black maria's body like it it looks like 
it looked like a MMA fight that should have been stopped a long, 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 long time ago. Like, I'm so excited to see this in the anime. It looks absolutely devastating. Devastating. Robin looks devastating. So now, after Black Maria has been dispatched, we get a panel of Black Maria's subordinates all lining up to get a look at what happened. And then Brooke comes in with his attack. And it's called... I hope I have this right. Phrase the Man Orchestra. And in a music note, slices down each and every single one of his opponents in one swipe. Now, here's where everything gets really, really, really interesting. Robin falls back. Brooke rushes over, saves Robin. It's like, you know, Robin, don't push yourself, right? And we get the end to that fight. We also see that the Mary has been watching Robin's fight. Which leads everybody into a lot of speculation of, oh, what will that do with the CP0? Are they going to target Robin? If they do, I actually think that's fine because Brooke still needs a fight. I think Brooke is either going to go up against Jack or somebody equivalent. Actually, actually, I think Usopp is going to go against Jack. I think Jack's going to beat Inuarashi, and I think Usopp is going to um, end up running into him. And then those two are going to have to fight it out. Because Luffy's commanders are fighting Kaido's commanders anyway, so why not? Zoro versus King, Sanji versus Queen, Usopp versus Jack. I say, why not? <laughs> so, we leave there, and we go to the Sakage port, and we see that Caribou is there. Now, you know Caribou, the swamp human. He's, um, he's, he's, he's very, very, very utility clutch. He is utility clutch like no other. Because Caribou's there, and he's like, yo, are y'all sure y'all understand? Because, like, I just gave y'all a month's worth of food from my swamp. He fed Luffy. Luffy's currently eating, right? And as Luffy's eating and getting himself together to be able to go back up to fight Kaido, we see Momo and Shinobu off to the side talking to each other. And the subject of what they're talking about is very, very interesting. It's a confirmed theory now. Momonosuke. Kozuki Momonosuke is asking Shinobu. If she can make him older with her ripe, ripe fruit so he can become a bigger dragon. And that was the end of the chapter. So for me, again, I thought this whole thing was a 10 out of 10 because it built up a lot of hype for a lot of people. To see Robin have an actual fight again was amazing, right? We haven't seen that since God knows how long. This is pre-time skip. To see Robin have a fight that was so cathartic. Because Black Maria is somebody that you wanted to see have her come up and she earned it. She was being shitty the whole way. She was overly brutal, it felt like, to characters that we usually don't like to see brutalized. Robin especially, even in their quick fight. So to see Baby Girl take the win the way she took the win, very, very inspiring. I wonder if Black Maria is finished, but I have that same thought for all the Toby Gropo in general. I feel like they should be a little bit more tough than this. But... They've all been defeated, and I think we all generally sleep on the Straw Hat Pirates, so I'm not mad either way. And if Robin does get Conqueror's Hockey, not Conqueror's Hockey, I'm tripping, excuse me. If Robin does get Armament Hockey, I think that would be devastating. I don't know if what she displayed here was Armament Hockey. A lot of people want to say that it was in, instead um, 
the shading and how the panel was colored. But yeah, the end of the chapter, Momonosuke asked him to become a bigger dragon. I'm not against that at all. And you know what? All I'll say is that I think Momonosuke becoming the bigger dragon isn't as big of a power up as others might think it is. And I don't think it's as big of a um, ass pull as others might like to think that it is. So I encourage everyone who's a One Piece fan to definitely do their best to check this out. But also, check this out. So I said that the world kind of went a little crazy the last little while, right? So... What I mean by that is, I don't know where you are when you listen to the podcast, right? It just so happens I'm in the United States. And not too long ago, we had gotten news that the Taliban had taken over Afghanistan. Right. And I I heard our president, Joe Biden, go out and say what he said about, you know, the Afghani army or whatever, not stepping in the fight and whatnot. And look, fam, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but I do know that I saw this one tweet, and I'm going to read it to you, right? It's from a One Piece fan at hmm. Hold on. I just want to make sure I find it. So the account, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's at L-O-L-O-N-O-A-L on Twitter, right? Lonoa, we'll say. And it's one of four pages, and I apologize for you having to read my reading, and I hope I'm not interrupted by life as I, um, you know, read this to you. But it says, <sighs> to all One Piece fans, it's late at night everywhere. It's late at night and everywhere is filled with sorrow, fear, and despair. I don't know where to start and how to start. Everything happens so quickly. Okay, let me start with my love for One Piece and how it became my all-time favorite show. Surpassing the likes of Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Naruto, and Attack on Titan. This post is exclusive for One Piece fans all around the world. I am not going to talk much about other goaded series and this post is going to be long and i will try to be as brief as possible so please stay with me until the end i am a 27 year old afghan who lives in afghanistan talib talibistan and probably only and probably the only one piece fan from here I have been watching the series and reading the manga for over four years now. Unlike my friends, unlike my friends, I loved animes with 
from my childhood. Dragon Ball Z and Death Note got me into the anime world, and until now, I've watched over 50 animes. Before watching One Piece, I was a huge Naruto and Attack on Titan fan, and they're still in my top three list. What made me fall in love with One Piece is how good and unique the characters are, which makes their interactions all the more entertaining. It has such a good comedy aspect and appeal, does an exceptional job at world building, has consistency with every character's goals and story, the dynamic and, and unity between the Straw Hats makes you love them even more, and it makes you feel like you are a part of their crew. And the real life problems depicted in the show are brilliant. The storytelling is very well done. Every arc is long, new, amazing and fun and different but still connected to each other by the series' main plot and mysteries. Every island is an adventure. Every arc makes you thrilled and emotional at the same time. Every story keeps you thinking for days. I can't express very well how much I love the story. It's a story that made me feel emotional for the villains, a story that made me cry countless times in that for a mere ship. A story that made me wonder about the good and evil in the world and how it works. A story that made me ponder about the true that made me ponder about what true justice is. A story that made me want to sail the seas and to be free. A story that pushed me to have dreams. And a story that is basically a real life experience, a journey. It does so many things well. The side characters being just as good as the main characters, Monkey D. Luffy, for what I thought would be a simple show about pirates turned into the best story I have seen in anime to date. Unlike many other people, its length, the goofy character design, the art style, what was what got me is what got me into One Piece. It grew on me every episode, every arc, to the point that I've rewatched the whole series more than three times, and. It's the only manga I've read in my life. There's no manga and shipping services in Afghanistan. And I can't count how many times I've watched the Marine Ford arc as it stands to be my favorite arc, followed by Eni's Lobby and Wano. Right? Now, here we go on to page two. And the person says, No piece of fiction has affected my life as profoundly and as meaningfully as this work. It has been four years now since I caught up and have been reading week to week. Nothing is better than ending a long week of working my ass off to wake up Sunday mornings and dive into a story with rich, well-written and unique characters in a world which is a bit more fantastical, but every bit as cruel as our own. It'd, I'd be a different person than I am today without having experienced older stories. I have watched many animes and moved on to the next one, but my experience with One Piece isn't temporary and it doesn't conclude to only Sundays when a new chapter and episode drops. One Piece has absolutely changed my life, my lifestyle, daily timetable, and it has become part of my life for years now. Like most One Piece fans, I followed and watched my favorite One Piece YouTubers, right? Along with the chapter reviews, Along with the chapter review and One Piece theory videos, I have consistently followed and watched my favorite One Piece reactors. One of my best experiences as a One Piece fan was when Totally Not Mark started his One Piece journey. 
right? I never thought One Piece would have this much of an influence on me and I could become part and it could become part of my daily life. I've watched like every One Piece related video. Most of you might not be aware of the current situation in Afghanistan. Yes, Afghanistan has fallen to the Taliban, not by force, but through systematic handover by the so-called democratic government. As the Taliban furthered their control in Afghanistan and captured the capital city at a lightning speed amidst the U.S. forces withdrawal, fears of mass human rights violations have been resurrected indisputably. It has minorities. It is the minorities who is threatened the most. I'm going to reread that sentence. Fear of mass human rights violations have been resurrected indisputably. It is the minorities who is threatened the most. That just so happens to be how they how they typed it out. The Taliban have issued statements that they don't want to, that they won't harm anyone, but believe it in their words is indiscretion and stupid as far as their fighters are now searching home by home to collect those who oppose them those who talked ill of them those who worked with foreigners and those who they consider not to be muslim i burned my documents and everything i have ever achieved everything that they consider is against islam everything related to non-muslim countries when cleaning and deleting my files from my hard drive. I couldn't delete the One Piece contents. I value them too much, but I can't give them an excuse. For the first time in my life, I wished One Piece was shorter so I could see Luffy become Pirate King. So I could see the revelation of One Piece, the reunion of, of Shanks and Luffy. Zoro and Mihawk, Usopp and Yasop, Straw Hats and Vivi. The revelation of the Will of D and the other One Piece mysteries that I've waited for years to hear the answer. I will miss all the theory videos, all the reaction videos, the reverie. I still feel lucky that I had the chance to watch O'Hara's best One Piece theory so far. There's an absolute ruler Justice will prevail, you say, but of course it will. Whoever wins this war becomes justice. There's an absolute ruler now, and no one is free. I'm scared, I'm hopeless, I'm worried about my family, knowing the Taliban's potential. I'm afraid of what's coming to us in the next few hours or days. The Taliban has changed, and they will never change. Imagine a person comes in your home and kills more than half of your family for disagreeing with him and then comes a few years later with a loaded gun, says he's changed, but you can't disagree with him. What the Taliban says to the TV is not the whole story. They say in front of people, in front of the camera, they are, hold on, wait, let me reread that. <clears throat> What the Taliban says to TV is not the whole story that they say in front of people. In front of the camera, there are many worse things that are happening that are not on the news. The internet and mobile connections are barely working. I am afraid we will soon be disconnected from the rest of the world. 
And for the first time in my life, I really feel like Nami and Robin before they met Luffy. Desperate for help. Targeted and imprisoned and waiting for Taliban to knock knock on my door. It's me dying every minute, every hour, and every day. This might be my very last interaction with the One Piece community. Thank you, Nakamas, for everything. I haven't achieved anything big that people remember me. So I wrote this to let you all know that One Piece is vast and beautiful. And as much as one of you read and remember this nameless letter, I will not die. And this person ended their piece with a quote. When do you think people die? It's when they are forgotten.